0: euphoria, and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. (laughs) That is incorrect. Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altaCalifornia.com. That's 4altaCalifornia.com. For a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana, check them out today at number four AltaCalifornia.com. are you
1: tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts are you on a raft without a pattern well gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship Or I ain't scurvy shit faced McRat.
0: <laughs> hey, you.
2: Who, me?
3: Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor.
1: Oh, uh, is the radio talking to me?
3: No, I'm on an internet podcast.
1: I'm talking to an internet podcast.
3: Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com. With 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts, you won't want to miss a thing.
4: Hey folks
5: you got the flat black plastic on Mutiny Radio dot fm
6: Ladies and gentlemen, for your entertainment, we are very pleased to present a very fine and popular young comedian from the West Coast for a very welcome return engagement at the Bonsoir. We're happy to present Miss Phyllis Diller.
7: (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm just so delighted that you came to the Bonsoir tonight. (laughs) What's wrong? My hair is done by General Electric. Nylon. <laughs> and my gown is by Charles Adams.
8: <laughs>
7: and he is very sick. I play a lot of cherry festivals. <laughs> I hate him. I wish they'd give me money. Tomorrow I have to can this dress. Because I know it's spoiled Uh, You know I have this glove maker Who just won't stop
8: Of
7: course he's right This arm used to be a lot longer Can you see my ring It's a hubcap They have Finally, decided to make of this room here at the Bonsoir a regular cesspool of culture. <laughs> well, that's why I'm here. <laughs> I uh, just happen to be a culture symbol, and I have been selling culture for so long that. <laughs> 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 and I have to sell culture, it's the only thing I know how to do because I'm a highbrow. <laughs> I am a born highbrow, oh my heavens, I am descended, <laughs> you suspected that, <laughs> oh yes, I'm descended from a very long line, my mother once foolishly listened to. <laughs> And then you may say, what is a highbrow? Some people don't even know. (laughs) A highbrow is a person who can listen to the William Tell Overture without thinking of the Lone Ranger. (laughs) And I do this all the time. I think of Tonto. (laughs) I am a highbrow. (laughs) I have went to the very best of schools, (laughs) I was very big at Wasserman, (laughs) I was pregnant, I'm the only girl in my class who graduated magna cum baby. (laughs) We have lots of children, I should let you in on that. And people are always interested. They say, well, what about the kids? Well, they're for sale. (laughs) And I will positively never, never forget when we had our first baby, (laughs) we wanted a car. Well, it was embarrassing. We had this one girl who was the only child in the first grade who was married. So we sent her away to progressive school and she flunked Sandbox. But you ought to see her milk a yak. Of course, the kid's out of work. Do you know that I I can't tell you how really dedicated I am to culture? I honestly believe that there is absolutely nothing like going to bed with a good book or a friend who's read one. (laughs) (laughs) Incidentally, things have been awfully good in the culture field lately. Here, for instance, a very cultural periodical A mad magazine, you can take it any place now because it folds into the Reader's Digest. (laughs) (laughs) Which is one of our better medical
9: magazines.
7: (laughs) (laughs) And of course I belong to the bookie of the month club. I, uh, I wanna suggest some reading for you folks. There's a terrific new book out, entitled Getting Along With People by Maria (laughs) Callas. Are you aware that our government is sending dear Maria abroad on a goodwill tour? (laughs) 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 This this they're doing. And guess who's going along to help? Oscar Levant. (laughs) I am uh, an authoress too My third book at this very moment is going into its sixth printing Of course, if I could print better I wouldn't have to do it over <laughs> I want you to watch for it when it comes out soon under the title Passion, Power, Greed, and Fury It's a cookbook <laughs> So, I see it as a movie. To tell you the truth, I went to Hollywood to become a big star overnight, because I happen to know that's the way it's done. (laughs) (laughs) done. (laughs) But I see it as a movie because the cookbook field is getting so ridiculously crowded that you just wouldn't believe it. Last week, out of the darkest heart of Africa came another new cookbook entitled, How to Serve, your fellow men. <laughs> <laughs> so mine's gonna be a movie and I wanna set up one scene for you folks for this gorgeous creature who is the heroine whom I hate. <laughs> but she's so young. She's ugly in a young way.
8: <laughs>
7: of course, you know, heroine is synonymous with dope. In my book, the heroine whose name is Naphthalene McFungus (laughs) Her middle name is Thyroid (laughs) She's lovely, accepting She does have a very ugly neck But it doesn't matter a bit because her ears cover it (laughs) Now I want you to picture this beautiful creature Spiraling down the staircase Now the staircase is straight, the kid is loaded. (laughs) And the staircase does a very interesting thing. It leads directly into the swimming pool. (laughs) (laughs) You know why? The guy that built the house is an idiot. (laughs) At the foot of the staircase is Nataline's husband, Clam Dip. He's just adorable, but he does have a problem. He has unruly hair (laughs) on his nose. (laughs) And he's down there waiting for the heroine to come down the stairway and he's treading water and (laughs) flopping around. And now here is the big scene where she finally descends the staircase wearing this really daring two-piece outfit,
8: spats.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everybody, let's have some fun. You only live but once, and when you're dead, you're done. So let the good time roll. I said let the good time roll. Care if you're young or old. You ought to get together and let the good time roll out. Don't sit there mumbling, talking trash. If you want to have a ball, you got to go out and spend some cash and let the good time roll now. I'm talking about the good times. Well, it makes no difference whether you're young or old. All you got to do is get together and let the good night roll in town. I got a dollar and a quarter and I'm just ran the clock. But don't let no female play me cheap. I got 50 cents more than I'm gonna keep. So let the good time roll now. I tell y'all I'm gonna let the good time roll now. Well it don't make no difference if you're young or old got to do is get together and let the good time
8: roll, yeah, no matter whether, rainy weather, if you want to have a ball,
1: you got to get yourself together, oh, get yourself under control, oh,
8: let the good time roll.
5: flat black plastic is what's going into you, courtesy of Uniradio.fm. coming to you directly live from the sunny Mission District in San Francisco. Woman, tell me, where did you learn to handle a man with so much ease? like he please, yeah, you got me doing all the good things that a man is supposed to do, I know a lot of men who wish they had a sweet little woman like you, cause your kind is so hard to find, woman, tell me where did you learn to make a man feel like a king, That he hasn't got a thing yet Stand by my side, baby And there's no limit to what I can do I know some men who give their right arm To have a sweet little woman like you Because your kind is so hard to find Your kind is so hard to find A sweet little woman like you is hard to find That's why I'm so glad that I got mine Woman, tell me what do I have to do To make you really see Just how much
8: I really love you
5: And how much you mean to me, yeah Don't be afraid to tell me, baby Cause there's nothing that I wouldn't do I know a lot of me You, Cause your can is so hard to find. Right. I feel over like you is hard.
10: ladies and gentlemen, this is Horrendo Revolver and welcome to Wake Up America. This evening on Wake Up America, we're going to take an in-depth look at the recording industry. Now recently, the industry has undergone severe criticism for its alleged use of drugs, sex, and payola in the sale and promotion of records. Now, the building I'm standing in front of right now is Monster Recording Studios, where all the sounds that shaped the 60s were recorded. And we're going to walk inside the studio tonight, visit one of the sections, just drop in unexpectedly, unannounced, and see what goes on. So here we go, we're going to open the door now and let the chips fall where they may. Hold it. Security here. Uh, where do you think you're going? Uh, excuse me, sir. I'm Horrendo Revolver, and these are my cameramen, and we're doing the expose on the recording industry, and we just want to drop into one of the sessions unannounced to see what goes on. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Thank you very much, sir. Okay, guys. Let's go. Okay, we're going to just walk into the first session that we see. Oh, There's a red light on now. That means a session's in session. Okay, guys. Let's hit it. We're going right through that door. Uh, This is surrender Revolver out here on the fire escape and uh, there is a magnificent view of the city that we thought uh, you folks would like to see before we go back in the studios and have a great expose on the recording industry. Okay folks, we're back inside the hallway now and as you can hear there's a session going on behind that door. It sounds very much like one of those English groups. So we're going to go through that door and see what's going on right now. Ooh. Oh, those burritos. Woo. Hey, I wouldn't go in there if I was you, man. Oh, excuse me, uh, could you tell us wh- where is your session in the studio? Uh, Studio C, man. It's happening, yeah. Woo. Oh, thanks a lot. Woo. Let's see, Studio C, Studio C. Oh, there it is, right over there next to Studio A. Come on, guys, let's go in. Yes indeed, ladies and gentlemen, there's a session happening here, all right. We're just gonna walk around and talk to some people now. Let's see, that man over there behind the board with a funny hat and a beard looks like the producer. Let's talk to him. Excuse me, sir, I'm Horrendo Revolver, and we're hey, here to do it. A- hey, man, where you
0: dudes been, man? You've been
10: hanging us up. Well, we've been on the fire escaping in the bathroom.
0: Yeah, well, never mind all that. Now, which one's the dinner? You the dinner? Oh. Uh- yeah, well, listen, here's your pop. Sweet soul sounds are stirring my soul. You got that? Wait a minute, sir. I don't think you understand. I'm Horrendo Revolver. I don't understand. Look at dude. I'm the producer. I understand everything. You don't understand. Here's your part, sucker. Now get over there and sing it. Sweet soul sounds are stirring my soul. Well, okay. Sweet soul sounds are stirring my soul. Uh, yeah, that's great, man. Only let's try it without the slobber this time.
10: Uh, wait a minute, sir. I don't think you understand. I'm Horrendo Revolver from
0: WHIC. Oh, man. I Oh, you a jock. Oh, I thought you was a background singer, man. Hey, listen. I'm need more tracks, man. I'm the producer here. Hey, listen. What do you need, man? Anything you want, you got, brother. You want some coke? I got some dynamite blow for you. Want a little toot for the snoot? It's good, man. It's pharmaceutical, you... Blow your head off, man. No, no sense. What would you want? Some smoke? Hey, I got some dynamite Jamaican flower tops, man. If it, it, one joint, that's like, right. Let's to roll the man a joint.
10: Well, I'm sure flower tops are very pretty, but what we're really after oh, is... Oh, right, sure. right.
0: I'm, I'm sorry, man. I should have started off with that. You want a rod, right? Hey, you, baby yeah you come on over here listen you heard a deep throat this is a sister's sore throat man This be careful with her she was at a big promotions convention so she's a little tired but she's a dynamite broad hey baby take care of take care what's your name uh a horrendo revolver take care of horrors for me baby hey but listen man before you get hung up with the broad i want you to give a listen to this monster smash dynamite hit we've been working on man this This tune is a monster man, this sucker is so bad, it ought to jump on the charts at number one with a bullet, with your help of course, you know what I mean, (laughs) hey but listen man, really this tune is different, it's different.
6: Now you take Sally and I'll take Sue and we'll go. Going- people. Make it like that
11: And I'm here to sing about a great American dog, Black Lassie. Hit it, Carl. She was born in the Detroit ghetto. During the riots of 65 Her daddy was a big fat alley rat But he could lick a dog Twice his size Her mama was a long legged Afghan And she came from the high class part of town But late at night when the moon got bright, her and the rat really went to town. Black Lassie, fat and sassy, she started horror. oh but now she's rich. She's the queen of the doggy world of oh, Black Lassie. It's a ghetto But I'm talking about Black Lassie Now I want everybody to listen while Carl plays with his wah-wah Carl, that's just fine Uh, you can stop now, Carl Carl, you can stop now Give me that wah-wah, Carl You ever try to i up Singing about a great American dog Black classy Fat and sassy She started poor Oh, but now she's rich She's the queen of all the doggies in the world, because, of Black Lassie, she's a ghetto. Oh, but I'm talking about Black Lassie, a great American, half dog, half rat. Don't mess with her, because she's a real. Oh, shut up yourself, I wasn't gonna say
0: to smash you or not.
10: Oh, Mr. Trax, that was a super smash single. That's just sensational. Uh, I really want to thank you for all the help you've given me today. Hey,
0: baby, don't thank me. Just play my record.
10: Oh, I sure will. I'll play that record all the time.
8: Sir. (laughs) (laughs)
12: Little pigs. And, no, no, wait a minute now, this is about three other little pigs. This is about three real bad little pigs who used to mess up the house all the time. And they'd leave all their clothes laying all over and their, their toys on the stairs. And they used to run around the house all day and yell and scream and never shut up and or blow their nose or nothing. And the worst thing, they used to never lift up the toilet seat. And this made their mother real mad. So one day, the mother says to the father, I'm sick up and fed with these three little pigs. All they do all day is run around the house and make noise and they never clean up their room or blow their nose. And the worst thing, I'm getting sticky buns. And the father said, yeah, I know. And I'm sick up and fed with those three little pigs too. So I got an idea, tomorrow, When the three little pigs go to school, let's move. So early the next morning, the father got up and went down and rented a U-Haul trailer. And then he came back and stopped by the supermarket and picked up a whole bunch of cardboard boxes and brought them all home. And they packed everything in the whole house, except for the ring around the bathtub. And then they moved right across the street to her mother's house because they knew the three little pigs would never find them there because they weren't allowed to cross the street by themselves. So that afternoon, when the three little pigs came home from school, they went into the house to turn on the TV to watch cartoons. And the first thing they noticed was there was no cartoons and no TV to watch them on. And they looked around the house and they said, Hey, I think somebody moved. And the second little pig said, Yeah, I think it was our parents. And the third little pig said, Well, where are we going to watch cartoons? Then, all of a sudden, there came a big knock on the door. Boom, boom, boom. So the three little pigs ran over to the window to see who it was. And they saw that it was the landlord. So the first little pig, remembering what his father told him to say when the landlord came around, yelled out, There's nobody home. And the landlord didn't believe that. So he knocked on the door again. Boom, boom, boom. So the second little pig said, the check's in the mail. And the landlord still didn't believe that either. And he knocked on the door again. Boom, boom, boom. And then the third little pig said, hey, landlord, can we come over your house and watch cartoons? And that made the landlord really mad because he hated cartoons, especially the Flintstones. So the landlord banged on the door again and said, hey, you pigs, you let me in. And the first little pig said, Not by the hair of my chinny-chin-chin. And the landlord went nuts! And he kicked the door in and he walked in and he said, Okay, which one he was the poet? And the first little pig said, Oh, you like that? I got a million of them. And the landlord said, I'll show you how much I like that. And he grabbed the little pig and he ate them all up. And then he grabbed the second little pig and ate him all up too. And the third little pig said, Gee, he must be mad. I never saw him do that before. I better think of something while I stall for time. And he asked the landlord, Hey, landlord, uh, do you want a bromo cells or something? And the landlord just let out a big burp and kept coming towards the third little pig. So the third little pig said, Gee, this calls for desperate action. So he reached down and he took off his chew and he held it up to the landlord's face. And the landlord took one whiff and his eyes bogged out like a Volkswagen and they started watering and he fell down on his knees and started choking. And then the little pig did something he never did before in his life. He took off his sock and he stuck it in the landlord's mouth.
8: And the landlord
12: started gagging and choking and crying and speeding up and he fell over and he kicked his legs three times in the air and fell over dead. So the moral of the story is, always walk softly, but carry a big stink. How do you like that one? Pretty good story, huh?
10: Hey, what are you kids doing? Hey, you put your shoes back on. Come on, you little mocos. Put your shoes back on. on, Don't take off your stock. Come on. Hey, help! help. help. Come on, you little... Get away from me.
2: कना I
5: This is the flat black plastic show on Mutiny Radio FM.
13: national program to bring you authentic police case histories. Gangbusters, presented in cooperation with police and federal law enforcement departments throughout the United States. <laughs> Gangbusters, in America's crusade against crime.
4: was with Nero in ancient Rome, we Americans chose to fiddle while the world was catching fire around us. We were in the mood for recreation, and our national pastime was the world of sports, and radio was the making of many sports. Live broadcasts by skilled reporters from the scene of championship contests brought Americans right to ringside, and I must admit that the excitement of hearing a radio report was often far better than seeing it in person. Wherever boxing fans gather, the subject of the long count will still be discussed. The famous fight was between Gene Tunney and Jack Dempsey.
14: Ladies and gentlemen,
3: seven times in succession in the seventh round in my contest with Jack Dempsey for the world's heavyweight championship was one of my luckiest nights as a matter of fact the luckiest night of my life yes I was down I heard the referee count too I knew I had to get up which was part of my professional obligation but what to do when I got up was the important thing I decided to stay away from Jack and uh, it was a very wise decision, as the results show. He winner and still heavyweight champion,
13: James Cunningham! Well, my thoughts was, not hoping he would never get up, but unfortunately he did. And won the fight and more power to him. A great boy and a great champion.
4: The first Joe Lewis-Max Schmeling encounter, as it was described by Graham McNamee.
0: Smelling got over two more, hard rights to Lewis's jaw, and made Lewis give ground, and there Smelling straightened up Lewis with hard right and left to the jaw. He has puffed up Lewis's left cheek, and Lewis is down. Lewis is down, hanging to the rope, hanging badly. He is a very tired fighter. He is blinking his eyes, shaking his head. The count is done. The fight is over. The fight is over. And Smulling is the winner. Lewis is completely out. They've had to lift him and carry him to his corner.
4: When the rematch came months later, expert opinion was mixed. First, let's hear what Jack Dempsey had to say. Well, it's anybody's fight, but
1: I favor Max
4: Smelling because I saw Joe Lewis work out, and he looks to me like everybody's hitting him. Gene Tunney saw it differently. Well, I believe that uh, if Lewis gets to jump in the beginning of the fight, he'll win. But if he's
13: going to allow himself to maneuver around by Schmeling, I believe that Schmeling is going to win.
4: Max Baer. Well, I'm stringing along with Lewis this time, although in the last fight I selected Schmeling. As a matter of fact, I want him to win, because I want to be the first fighter to regain the heavyweight championship. Max Schmeling.
1: I'm feeling comfortable and in good shape. My walk here at the training camp has put me in the best of conditions.
9: Fifteen rounds for the world's heavyweight championship.
13: Right and left to the head A left to the jaw A right to the head And Donovan is watching
1: carefully Lewis measures him Right to the body A left up to the jaw And Schmeling is down
13: The count is five Five Six Seven Eight The men are in the ring The fight is over On a technical knockout Max Schmeling is beaten In one round
9: The time Two minutes Four seconds First round Referee stops it, the winner, and still champion, Joe Lewis!
1: I waited two years for the revenge, and now I got it. I'd like to fight Joe lose again. And if I have a chance, I will. But once I beat Joe Lewis, and Joe beat me. Now we even.
3: And I hope the next time we meet again, I'll beat him again.
4: Sport fans are still talking about the Olympic Games of 1936. They took place in Berlin, Germany and a young American Negro named Jesse Owen scored an unprecedented triumph in several events. Jesse's victory was an unhappy shock to Olympic host Adolf Hitler, but for us, a national triumph, and for Jesse, a dramatic personal experience. Here he is with announcer Ted Husing.
3: Six boys walked out on the field unnoticed. Unnoticed because a German boy had won an Olympic victory and the crowd was giving him an ovation, that was doing Olympic champion. As we sat there on that bench unnoticed, this is the sight that I saw within that wonderful area. As my eyes wandered across the field, I noticed a green grass, a red track with the white lines. And as my eyes wandered into the sands, I noticed 120,000 people sitting and standing within that great area. And as my eyes wandered upward again, I noticed a flag of every nation that was represented there in the Olympic Games underneath that German blue sky. My attention was diverted in that beautiful picture because a whistle had been blown, and we were to assemble around a starter to receive our... A... Here are the lanes, ladies and gentlemen. From the inside to the outside, Jesse Owens on the pole. Lenart Sandberg
13: of Sweden next to him in second lane. Eric Borsmeier, the German Borschmeyer.
3: Jesse Owens is running in white shoes today. Ralph is running in black shoes. And here they go, down in the moss. The starter stepped back about 10 paces and he hollered in a loud German voice, for and when he hollered off for every man went to his mark. Adjusting our hands and our feet, the starter suddenly said in a soft voice, Furtick, and when he hollered Fertig, every man came to a set position. The wind is blowing here, it's a little bit chilly. They're set. Guns and the gun sounds in their away and get the awesome want from down of I
9: keep it the fire there's nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ, us. I was a wretched I was on my way to the devil's hell. One day Jesus Christ, the Son of God, one day Jesus Christ, he came into my life. My sins, he washed away. My night, he turned the day. My life, he made it The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You might be a sinner, a liar, a homographer, or a judge, but the minute you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, he makes you a newborn child of God. Unite, uh, if you try to be fake uh, and everything is fair, if you try uh, dope, if you try sex, if you try the lovers, then try the friendship, and they're faking tonight. I guarantee you tonight, if you try Jesus tonight, he will never fear you. I can't believe it. It says, uh, if you want joy, uh, real joy, uh, wonderful joy, uh, just let Jesus come into your heart. Oh, no.
8: Okay.
5: At black plastics is a show. You can listen to muni radio.fm
10: Just bought. You get your little fanny perpendicular and get ready for school. I'm not going to school. What do you mean you're not going to school? Just what I said. I'm not going to school. And why not? Because I'm sick. That's why. Not sick. You're sick, all right. What's wrong with you now, Prince Charming? I got an earache. Earache my eye. How would you like a buttache? Now get your little fanny out of that bed and and clean up this room. It looks like a pigsty. You hear me? All right, that's enough. That's enough. You pushed me far enough, young man. You're getting punished. Now stand up. No! I said
8: stand up! I let go of my
10: hair, man! Now, young man, I have talked to you and talked to you and talked to you till I'm blue in the face and I'm done talking to you! Good! Does that mean you're done spitting on me too? Shut up! I'm not done talking to you! Now turn around and bend over! (laughs) What are you gonna do, you pervert? why pervert? Why are you snotty? Oh,
8: oh, 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 oh. oh, shut up.
10: I haven't even touched it yet. Oh, <laughs> I want you to know this is gonna hurt you a lot more than it's gonna
0: hurt me. Oh, wow. That didn't even hurt. Oh, yeah? Oh, wow. What are you trying to do? Tickle me?
10: Tickle you? Yeah, I'll tickle you. Ow! Oh, now, wait, s- tickle, huh? No. Come, come, oh, oh. come on, oh, 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 Tickle! Oh, oh, oh. Come on, lock it oh. up, 21! Right? Oh,
9: no Alright, now you gonna do what I tell you? Yeah, yeah, yeah! You're yeah, gonna talk yeah. back to me? Yeah, yeah! What? I mean, no, 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 no! no.
11: Alright. Now you oh. get your clothes
10: on and get your little butt ready for school. Right now, do you understand?
8: Yeah, yeah. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. <laughs>
4: Station KDKA, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, broadcast presidential election returns for the very first time in this.
13: Radio was really do-it-yourself television. Instead of a big, ugly glass picture tube, you saw the performers in your own mind. You were not restricted by the boundaries of a 21-inch tube, but instead painted your own big-as-life version of each moment with that loving, creative brush we call imagination. Here is Bing Crosby on his Philco Radio Time Show, the night he entertained two guests. Let me alone, I'll get it, I'll get it. Just a minute, hey. Say, hey, you. Huh? Have you ever played this number before, Bub? Played it? I <laughs> made it. Well, I should have known Jack Benny. Well, I shouldn't expect expected you tonight, Jack. I expected you over, but I didn't expect to find you in the orchestra. I can't understand it. I've, I've never played so poorly. Oh, cheer up, Jack. Sure you have. Thanks, kid. But I, I, I practiced all morning to limber up. I even washed my fingers and does. Does doesn't do it, I'm dead. Better switch to Wheaties, kid. But, Jack, I thought Mary was going to come with you. Where is she? Oh, she stopped by the Musicians' Union to pay my dues. Do you, belo- you belong to the Musicians' Union? Don't act so shocked. Well they I've never heard of anything like that. Of course, I belong to the Musicians' Union. I'm one of the charter members. You see, years ago, I had a little band. We all joined together. Oh, I know the group well. A fife, a drum, and a guy with a bandage around his head. <laughs> So far, I've had nothing. (laughs) Look, I don't mean the spirit of 76. My band was called Jack Benny and His Sizzling Gobblers. Sizzling Gobblers? That's the line they gave me. (laughs) We specialized in turkey trot.
8: That's the line.
9: That's the line.
13: And I bet your drummer had drumsticks that were really drumsticks. Yeah, he used to drive me crazy with that munching during my solo. (laughs) Can't understand it. Bill Morrow used to write for me. (laughs) Anyway, Bing, Bing, what I wanted to see you about is a business proposition. Uh, Uh, What are you going to do this summer? I'm going to take a vacation. Well, I've got an idea where you and I could combine business with pleasure. I'm afraid not, Jack. But, Bing, I mean, this is a chance to pick up some extra money. And that never hurts. You know. Oh, no, it's spending that hurts, isn't it? <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. It doesn't bother me. Uh, don't knock it till you've tried it. <laughs> well, Mary Livingston... <laughs> well, get a load of her all decked out like Mrs. Astor's horse. Listen, Mary, you never get all dressed up like that on my program. Well, how often do I sit on Bing Crosby's lap? Well, you're not on Crosby's lap.
4: Wait till I get rolling. <laughs>
13: Mary, just kidding, Bing. Nothing will happen. You keep out of this. (laughs) Fine. Listen, I've been thinking of this for years, and I might as well come right out and say it. What do all the women see in Bing Crosby? Look at him. Hey, he's... You know, he's got blue eyes like mine, though. Blue eyes like mine stop there, brother Mary, all I want to know is Did you go to the musician's union and pay my dues? Yes All right, Mary, where's my card? Here Just a minute, this isn't a musician's card Oh, I forgot to tell you They transferred you to the plumber's union The plumber's union? Your plunger arrives tomorrow What? I can't wait to hear your first solo
4: (laughs) Gonna be asleep on the deep, huh?
13: Is your imagination getting tuned up? Good. Radio contributed many words and phrases to our vocabulary. When you said a person was a real Baron Munchausen, you had Jack Pearl and his famous character in mind.
1: Well, well, Baron, I'm delighted to see you. Well, Charlie, of all the people <laughs> in the whole world. I haven't seen you in a long time. Where you been? I just come back from the design. Oh, you did? Eh? Yeah, I just come back. How'd you get over here? I came over on a ship. How, how was the food aboard the ship, Baron? food was just so-so. Oh, just so-so. You know something, Charlie? With every meal, I had to eat soup. With every meal you had to eat soup? I had to eat soup. Was it compulsory? You see, I was... Hello? <laughs> <laughs> I say, was it compulsory? No. <laughs> to me, Oh, To <tomato>. me. <laughs> no, didn't have compulsory. Oh, oh, say, by Jimmy, the way, Jimmy, just, Jimmy, just, a, just a moment. Did my, you did you know that Jimmy Durante has been looking all over this theater
4: for you with a gun?
1: What do you mean? He's looking for me with a revolver. <laughs> <laughs>
8: what?
1: I say he's looking for me with a revolver.
8: <laughs> <laughs>
1: with a revolver, yeah. Why? Why he's looking for me? Why? Well, he said that you called him a dirty name. I
8: called him a dirty name. He said that you swore at. Him. Oh, what a liar, yeah, fucking idiot! <laughs>